So to kind of bring us back to speed, um, I've mentioned it a few times since we started the group that one of my goals over the course of this year is to really break down Vipassana um, into all its component parts. So you will have um, more tools in your toolbox and you'll have a deeper understanding of what to be doing in meditation or what the options are for meditation. Because there's so many different parts of insight meditation um, and it's really, I find it really fun and freeing to, to understand my options from moment to moment. What can I do in the meditation? What, how can I use it for different variations of stress and discontent? And when you have more than one tool in your toolbox, then when stuff arises, there's more of a chance there'll be less suffering because you can try different things and experiment. And by trying the various tools that the Buddha suggests, all of the different tools of Vipassana create and cultivate the factors of awakening that we've been talking about. All of the qualities that are related to enlightenment are built in the meditation practices. So if you have more tools, you have more opportunities to cultivate various qualities. Um, and I find that meditation becomes more interesting, more joyful, um, certainly easier to practice. As the tools get smaller, it is much harder uh, to make the meditation fun for ourselves. And then the mind likes to wander off and fantasize about other things. So it can be helpful to have more than one tool. The talk tonight also um, is based on numerous questions that I've been getting from students. And I mentioned this last week about being confused uh, about what to be doing at this point in their practice. So. This is going to be helpful for you all who've asked that question. Um, and I'm going to try and present it in a different way. You, maybe you'll have heard this before. Um, we're going to do a little bit of that I sent out around the copy from the Satipatthana Sutta. We'll be discussing that in a few minutes. Um, the other handout that you got, the reflection sheet, I'll talk about at the end. That's, that's based on some other stuff we've been talking about, intention. Um, so I think we should have enough for everybody. Are we out of handouts? Because we can copy them. Oh. Yeah, there's a Yeah, so grab from the chairs, certainly, because every chair has one. So those on the floor who don't, there's plenty. And I can run into the office and copy them, too. That's not a problem. Um, okay. So to give us some context, everyone comes to meditation from a different route. Some people these days come to meditation through a therapist or a medical provider, other people from a Dharma teacher, a yoga teacher. As we've talked about uh, before, we come from different traditions and different lineages, so our understanding of meditation can vary significantly. I know a lot of folks are familiar with visualization meditation where you imagine certain things. It can be pretty common to imagine light or purifying energy. Uh, we have chanting, which is pretty straightforward. Many people have done oming. Uh, different various chants for meditation. There's mantra practice, which is an internalized re repetitive sound. Om is another common one for that. Uh, we have mantras in Buddhism as well. So people come to the practice in various ways. And many of us, when we come to the Dharma, no matter where we've started on our journey, end up with the breath as our home base. When we first understand, it's called anapana, anapanasati, breath meditation. And it's one of the most common introductions to Buddhist meditation that there is, is breath meditation. So it's not uncommon for someone to be asked to be aware of breathing. 
we sit and the first thing we're asked to do, be aware of breathing. What does it feel like to breathe in this moment? The in-breath, the out-breath. So most of us are familiar with that. And I wanted to clarify why we do that and how it relates to the rest of the path. And I find it interesting how it connects. Um, I've learned a lot just from reading about breath practice and looking at the texts and experimenting with different ways that teachers suggest to practice. Um, so I'm hoping to give you a little bit of a perspective on why do we choose the breath as an object? Why do we start there? What is the point of using our breath as an object? And why is that the beginning of the instructions for uh, insight meditation? I couldn't help but Google breathing online, of course, because this is what I do whenever I do a talk. I'm like, oh, what do they say about breathing? Um, I found a couple of really interesting things. Does someone want to give a shout out and just guess how many breaths we take in a day? Just random guess. Like, how many breaths do you think you take in a day? 10,000. Higher? 5,000. Higher? 20,000 in a day. So it's about... It's about 8 million a year, 8 million breaths a year, and yeah, 8 million a year. So you can do the math depending on how long you live and if you exercise, because there's going to be more breathing. That's a lot of mindfulness. Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunities for mindfulness if we use the breath. So one of the reasons we use the breath is because it's always there, and there's so much opportunity, since we're breathing all the time, to have an object that's ready. It's always there. We can have, and that's one reason. It's just a preliminary reason. It's a basic reason why we use breathing is that it's there. Um, it's there all the time from birth till death. And there's a lot of it. Another reason that we use breathing is that the breath has a couple unique qualities as opposed to other objects. One, the breath can be autonomic. It can be automatic and it can be intentional. So it rides this world between watching something happen on its own and being able to exert effort over it and watch what happens when we change it. So it's very interesting that it is an object that is both automatic, that we can back off and be, use equanimity, or we can use discernment and we can play with the breath in different ways. Also makes it unique, different than say a mantra or a visualization or a chant. So it's very unique. Another unique aspect of the breath is it's tied to our emotions. When we get anxious, we tend to have shallow breathing, for example. When we're excited, we tend to have more rapid breathing. When we're relaxed, deep breathing. So breath is connected to emotions and through mindfulness of breathing, we can both be aware of that connection and we can see what happens when we change breath or engage with breath and watch how emotions are changed with that process. So the breath is unique in its availability, in all of these things relative to other objects. So it's a natural place for us to be uh, with, with the breath. But there's a greater reason why, a more significant reason I would say why we actually choose breathing. And that's what I really wanted to talk about tonight and then practice doing some of the, the technique around it. So I'm gonna try to stick to my notes tonight, which is not what I normally do, but I wanna to stick to my notes because I wanna say things in a particular way and wanna use some specific language to help us so we can have a vocabulary to talk about this. So I wanna talk about the biology of breathing um, and anyone can shout out and correct me if I'm wrong because <laughs> I'm not a medical professional and I don't know about anatomy, but I know enough about it in relationship to meditation. So if I'm way off, please tell me. So here's, here's part of the reason we use the breath. Um, every cell in our body needs oxygen. Every cell in our body needs oxygen. 
Want to guess how many cells there are in the body? <laughs> 37 trillion plus cells. And all of those cells need oxygen. So 37 plus trillion cells, and all of those cells to stay alive need oxygen. Plus, you have to add another 10 trillion that you're breathing for inside your gut. Mm. There we go. Mm. Wow. Which aren't actually inside you topologically, but you know, we consider them. I will encode. I I think we should include. We should include this. That's all right. Yeah. Got, you know, billions go, go through the, the gut lining every minute, so it's okay. They're, they they do become part of you. And so this breathing, right, to support <laughs> this whole community is significant, right? So we breathe in part because we need the oxygen to sustain ourselves. I've also been told that part of the energy that is produced from this process and a, a good significant portion of the energy is just used to keep our body temperature up. Just to keep the ecosystem going, we have to be doing this breathing, right? We have to be intaking this oxygen. So it's really, a, it's an amazing thing that we're using that as our object, right? This real life energy that we're using for our object. When we take the oxygen in, we have what's called cellular respiration, and this is getting more towards what we do with meditation. When the oxygen comes in, we use it with the food, the cells are using it with the food to break down sugar to create what we call energy, right? What we call energy. And this, the energy is what's needed, right, for all of the growth and the sustaining and the building and the repairing, all the living. So this breathing that we're doing is a life force. It's keeping us not only alive, it's keeping us warm, it's keeping us together, um, and it's producing energy. So within each in-breath and out-breath, there is a, a creation of energy. Some meditation teachers classically refer to breath as breath energy because every time we breathe in, every time we breathe out, all of this metabolic stuff that's happening, energy is being created literally to sustain, to sustain us. Normally, when we come to meditation and a teacher invites us to be with breathing, sometimes we automatically think breath as air. Be aware of bringing in air and letting air out, right? Breath, sometimes we think of as breathing in the air and letting out air. So I want to slightly go away from that sort of stereotype that we have when we think of breathing. So breathing is not about the air. Breathing is about the experience of the body while we're breathing. So this is where we get into the meditation aspect of using breath. When we breathe in and when we breathe out, in order for the lungs to expand and contract, energy has to be used just to do the breathing itself. So every time we breathe in and out, energy is there present to create the process and the oxygen comes in creating more energy. So when we're breathing, there's a couple things happening. There's the experience of the process of breathing, the in and out breath, and the effect of the breathing moment to moment. We experience this through the sensations on the body. This is how we experience it. So when we're asked to be aware of breathing, what we're being asked to do is bring awareness into direct contact with the energetic feeling of the body as it breathes, as it breathes in, as it breathes out. We're being asked to be aware, how does it feel as an embodied being 
to breathe, to be breathing. So our awareness can be on the physical contraction and expansion of the chest. Our awareness can be at the top of the lip where we feel the sensations in the air coming in and out. Or our awareness can be anywhere on the body. And the reason it can be anywhere on the body is because with each in-breath and out-breath, the body is lighting up with energy, lighting up with sensations. Where there is life, there is sensations, there is energy. Hey, welcome back. Where there is life, there is sensations on the body. So within each in-breath and out-breath, the entire field of energy on the body is changing. Arising, passing, arising, passing, arising, passing. So when we think of the term breath in meditation, I would invite you to consider that the entire body is breathing. Because the breathing that we're talking about is the entire process. It's not just the in and out breath. It's not just the air. It is the entire physicality of the experience of being a breathing being in a body. That's really what the object of meditation is when we use breath meditation. The sensations on the body, we oftentimes refer to them as body sensations. So for example, try to bring your awareness to one of your hands just for a second. Try to bring awareness to your hand and see if you can just feel the sensations, the actual living sensations of your hand. Most of us can feel something. We can at least feel it in space. We know where it's located. That ability to know that it's there in space is bodily sensation. That sensation is a result of breathing. Because we're breathing in and out and that energy is moving and life is still being generated, we can feel that there's hand, handness in this part of the room, right? There's that energetic feeling. And we might call that body sensations. We might say, bring awareness to the sensations in the hand. But what we might also say, bring awareness to the breath energy in the hand. You might hear that in certain teachings. Bring awareness to the breath energy in the hand. All that's saying is, what is the feeling of all that metabolism, all that energy that's happening in the hand in this moment as a result of the fact that your entire body is being impacted by the breathing experience? So anywhere on our body, it is said, we can be aware of breathing. Because again, it's not just the in and out, it's the experience that's resulting from the breathing. So one could say, be aware of breathing by being aware of the sensations in your chest or your feet or your back. With each in and out breath, all of those sensations are gonna be arising and passing away and changing moment to moment. So we have bodily sensations. We can also call it breath energy. We can call it energy sensations. Any terminology that's comfortable for you to imagine what is happening is fine. It doesn't matter what you call it. Um, but all of those are within the scope of what we call mindful breathing. It's the entire process. It, we are embodied beings that breathe. And we are not breathing. Breathing is happening. There isn't a you or an I that breathes. The whole being is involved in the process of breathing. So mindfulness can be brought to any of that, any of that awareness of those sensations as part of the practice. And when we move from thinking of breath as being limited in location 
the whole body opens up to being an object of practice. And the breath becomes a tool to be able to get a deep awareness of bodily sensations of breath energy or energy sensations, depending on how you prefer to talk about it. Another way of looking at it is that breath or the process of breathing is a tool or a doorway to being awake and aware to the body. That's another way of looking at it, that we use our breath as an object of awareness to be in touch with and grounded in the sensations of the physicality of being embodied as a being. So that's another way of looking at it. So in light of this idea of breathing, I wanted to talk about and explore the actual instructions of meditation so you can see clearly how they connect with this idea. But before we do that, is there anything that I just said that was confusing or any questions at all about that description of breath as an object of meditation? Anything that lights up or is different than you're used to or anything like that? Does anybody have anything to say? If not, no big deal, but just wanted to make sure. Yeah. It's just a clarity for me because I've heard the words to the instructions that feel the breath, you know, in your leg or something like that. And it's like, I cannot feel the rise and fall of breath in my leg, but I do feel the sensations. And this is sort of saying that is the energy that is being taught. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's the clarity I'm looking for. Yes, it, I'm exactly. I'm not trying to feel the same kind of energy that I'm feeling in my nose or my lungs. It's just, am I aware of this body? Yeah. Yeah, and oftentimes you'll hear, be aware of breathing in your hands, is sometimes how a teacher might say. Which, and you can do one of two things. You can just bring the awareness there because if there's going to be sensations if you're living, right? And as the mind gets more concentrated, it will be more clear, the sensations. And one can bring awareness to any part of the body and then intentionally take some breaths. And as you're taking those breaths, the sensations will start to change. So now you've, you're doing it sort of intentionally. You can be intentional with your breathing and then watch the sensations change. The breath energy, the energy from breathing, then will light up that part of the body in a different way. Yeah, it's a good clarification. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll clarify over time, uh, especially over the next few weeks. But So what I wanted to do is read the opening instructions from the Satipatthana, and then it will... It will lead into that little half sheet, but I will read the first part here. And then we will talk about that little half sheet on meditation. I always like to read from the Satipatthana Sutta because I'm just so amazed that this is all these practices. I was practicing meditation for years before I picked up a book. I had a teacher, I practiced, and then I picked up a book and was like, oh, wow, it's actually written in there. And it's written in a kind of a peculiar way. And I also found it fascinating that it, it was 3,000 years old. Like, so human beings several thousand years ago were like, be with your breathing, which is just <laughs> such a weird thing anyway. Um, so whenever I read this, it's, just, it's interesting to think that for thousands of years, people have been reading this and like sitting in silence, being aware of breathing as a result of what this is talking about. Um, so anyway, I get kind of like, I just think it's cool. Okay. I'm going to read the first two paragraphs of the Satipatthana Sutta. Monks, this is the direct path for the purification of beings, for the surmounting of sorrow and lamentation, for the disappearance of dukkha, stress, suffering, disappearance of dukkha, and discontent, for acquiring the true method, 
for the realization of nirvana, namely the four satipatthanas. Term satipatthana means domain or pasture. We also know them as the four foundations of mindfulness, the four satipatthanas. What are the four? Here, monks, in regard to the body, a monk abides contemplating the body, diligent, clearly knowing and mindful, free from desires and discontent in regard to the world. Then he goes on to define four other categories. Feelings, mind, I'm sorry, three more. Feelings, mind, and concepts, otherwise known as dhammas. Body, feelings, mind, and concepts. The four foundations of mindfulness, to put it bluntly, are just anything that your mind can be aware of. The physical body and all of its mental emotional contents. Everything is game in mindfulness. So the four Satipatthanas are just saying your awareness can be placed on anything inside and be used as part of your meditation experience. Your body, the sensations, the emotions, the thoughts, the stories, the concepts, Everything is part of that palette. Everything can be used as part of your meditation. So this direct, direct path that the Buddha is talking about is through the awareness of all that's possible in this inner, inner space. Those are the four foundations of mindfulness. And you see in the teachings, they're right there, six sentences in, body, mind, feelings, and concepts are all right there. The next thing the monk, uh, the Buddha says is, and how monks does one regard, I'm sorry, how does, <laughs> and how monks does he in regard to the body abide contemplating the body? And how monks does he in regard to the body abide contemplating the body? So he starts with this question of what do I mean by contemplating the body as the first foundation of mindfulness? The answer to that question is this. This is the next part of the sutta. This is what the Buddha responds to how to establish the body as a foundation of mindfulness. So what I'd like to do for a few minutes is to break up into some groups, three, four, I would invite you to break up into groups with people you know less or don't know as well, so we can have more cross-conversation, um, exchange names. And um, so break up into groups with three or four. And what I want you to do is just read this. And I want you just to talk about what happens when you read this. What comes to mind? Why do you think the Buddha explains it in this way? What the heck is he asking us to do with the, this description? And then I'll explain to you the natural translation. But I want us to just go in blind here and just read this together and ask ourselves, what, why is this how we're supposed to, what is this? Why is this the way that this is written? And then we'll talk about it. So please break up into three or four. Um, we'll do this for like maybe 15 minutes and then we'll come together and we'll talk about it. Wonderful. I'm glad we got to do that. Um, so let me say a few things about it and... Um, the opening part, I think, is interesting just for a couple of reasons, and I've got other Dharma talks I've done where I go and I break down all these different things, but for tonight, just noticing that first and foremost, posture is important when we're doing our meditation, that first instruction of finding a posture that's comfortable. In our group, we also talked about sort of the stability and safety of like being at the base of a tree or in a hut, so there's a sense of like your surroundings are important 
when you're learning to meditate. It's like, is it a comfortable environment and a place that you can be? I like how it says empty hut. So you're not allowed to take someone else's hut. Like that's definitely, <laughs> ethics are there right in the beginning. Like if you go into a hut and someone else is in there, you cannot practice insight meditation because that is not an empty one. So I, I like that the kindness is there from the very beginning. What's wrong with doing group meditation? Well, exactly. That's true. And if someone else is at the tree, I guess we'd have to, you know, we don't take what's not freely given, so we may ask if if there's space around the tree for others. Um, So that's there, uh, and I think that's um, important. Going back to to where this fits into this um, description of Vipassana, so the Buddha starts by saying, the first foundation of mindfulness is the body, and then says, okay, how are we going to do the body? And then immediately points you to the breath. So oftentimes we think that the breath is the object, and we forget that what you're establishing is body awareness, the sensations on the body, because the instructions do this quick shift. So when we're taught, we go to breathing, think it's thinking it's breathing. So coming back to what I said earlier, you see here that we move from these instructions about breathing in and breathing out. And then we come down into sensations very quickly about experiencing the whole body. And so we see that breath body is a combination in our Vipassana practice. There's a combination of awareness that has to do with the breathing energy and the body and awareness interacting. The breathe in long, breathe in short, what's great about it in the progressive sense is that when you start, it's just inviting you to remind, okay, I'm breathing. I am a breathing being. Robert always says, here we are, a body breathing, right? Breathing and knowing it. In breath, out breath. Simplicity. Long, short. There are other parts of the text where the invitation, is it shallow? Is it fast? Is it slow? The very basic understanding and direct attention to breathing. No interpretation, nothing about feelings or complexity. We talked about this in our group. It's very simple, right? We start with just the fact of being an embodied being breathing. And so that is a huge orientation to practice, the simplicity of sitting down in a comfortable posture and returning to the embodied nature of who we are through this fundamental process of breathing in and breathing out. So that simplicity is there to not make it too complex, especially in the beginning of practice. And it's got that sort of elegant simplicity, which could look boring and kind of stu- stupid if you're like, what is this? Okay, long breath, short breath, yeah. What it, but it's really there. It's, it's done that way for a reason. If you understand why, it really embodies the energy of the intentionality of the practice. So it starts with this knowing, okay, I'm going to sit and breathe in and breathe out. It's why I always invite students in the beginning of practice, take several long in-breath, out-breath. Get back in touch with that breathing relax into your posture. That's where this comes from. And then there's a shift, and this is where we'll land tonight at least. Breathe in experiencing the whole body. Now, if we were to use the idea that breath is a very limited experience, being aware of the whole body would seem kind of weird. But if we remember that breathing is in a whole body experience, now we've landed directly where we're supposed to be with our object of awareness. So breathing in, experiencing the whole body, breathing out, experiencing the whole body. The instruction after that, we're not going to do tonight. I don't know if any of you talked about that. That's a secret teaching. And we'll go into that after we, (laughs) after we spend a few weeks just doing long breath and short breath, then we'll talk about that one. We will go into it though. Uh, 
But let's talk about this experiencing the whole body. This is what I said earlier. This is where body scanning practice comes from, body sweeping. So anyone who's ever done this practice, that is where this practice comes from, this third line here into whole body experience. I'm mentioning it more specifically because I would invite you to consider that one of your foundational goals for your early practice in meditation or your beginning stages of practice is learning to do just that, learning to experience the whole body through awareness. It is a fundamental technique and skill that we need to do a lot of the other things that meditation has to offer. Learning to be, bring awareness into the entire body is a fundamental skill and it's why it's listed so early on in the practice um, is this experience. So I'm gonna say a couple more things about it then I'm gonna have a stand up just to kind of move a little bit and then we'll do a meditation and I'll guide us through like how this works. Um, this will be a review for some, some of you but I'm hoping that experiencing it now in light of what you've discussed and seeing it here will start to lead us to a deeper experience. As I said earlier, we can bring awareness to any part of the body and every tiny, the tiniest part of the body has sensations on it with each in-breath, in out-breath. As long as there is life, there is sensations everywhere on the body. So we can be aware of sensations on the tip of our nose, our toe, our thumb, our wrists, our elbow, everywhere on the body, there are sensations. And as we're breathing in and out, those sensations are arising and passing away. So with body scanning, what we do, taking the body and understanding that the whole body is breathing, we go directly to the sensations of this breath energy, of this energetic sense. And what we do is we take awareness and we start at the top of the head and we begin to touch down on the actual living sensations of what is there. And this is sort of like a awareness MRI or an X-ray, however you want to look at it. And we are going to take awareness and we are going to allow it to flow down and drift across the body, your entire body, without any part left untouched. So all your body, you're going to let awareness drift down and you're going to use it. And as you're moving down, you're going to stop at each part and just be there and see what sensations arise. What sensations are arising on every part of the body? And as you move down, and we'll get into this in more complexity as we go over the next few weeks, but in general, we're gonna start with a general practice of just letting awareness move down the body and watching to see what lights up at that position. And so what we would do is we'd start at the top of the head, I'll do some guidance, we'll go all the way down and then we'll go back up when we're on a part of the body, let's say we're on the hand. So awareness gets to the hand and we're gonna feel the heat, the pressure, temperature, tingling, prickling, any kind of sensation, the real life sensation in the hand. What we can do when they're there, like I was telling Doug earlier, when you get to a part of the body, hold it in awareness and then take several intentional breaths and watch what happens on that part of the body because it's all breathing, right? We're using the breath as a tool to bring awareness into the body sensations. What happens over time as you learn to bring awareness into all parts of the body, you're gonna find that some parts of the body are blind. You can't, there's no sensations. We don't see sensations on certain parts. That just means that a mindfulness is not clear enough to see it. They're there, but you keep practicing and what happens is more and more sensations light up 
on the body as you practice. And we'll use other tools as well, but essentially over time, the sensations begin to connect until the entire body can be held in awareness and you can experience the whole body as you're breathing. The entire body will light up with sensations. And the reason that is part of the practice is that when you take your whole body as an object, it becomes like a very stable place to observe everything else that's happening. So establishing the body allows us to stabilize our minds so then we can look at the feelings and the mood and the suffering that arises from a very stable place. So that's why we're invited to take the whole body and not just a part of it for our goal. It's a stabilizing factor of our meditation. And with practice, one can breathe in and out. And as with each breath and out breath, you'll notice that there's just sense that your whole body's like fireworks. It's just lighting up with sensation. They're already there, but the meditation is sensitizing us to the experience. So that's where we're going with this. We're going to be using this breath and this awareness and the body to establish a body awareness, our first foundation of mindfulness. Okay. Let's take just a quick two-minute standing because I know we've been sitting, and then we'll do some guided meditation. Please return to your empty hut <laughs> or tree of your choosing. Yes, exactly. This will be our empty hut. Just take a minute to be aware of the body as a whole. Nothing specific, no specific part, but just the body, its posture, we're sitting. How do you know you're sitting? Where do you notice sensations? The sensation of being a embodied being? Falling back into the present sense of the body at the level of energy and awareness. Where there is life, there are sensations. Everywhere on the body, sensations. The energy of breathing the energy of living. And then gently bring awareness to the top of the head and rest it there. Allow it to just rest at the top of the head in direct contact with the body And be awake and aware to any sensations awareness makes contact with. 
could simply be the pressure of the head. Tingling, heat or cold, any sensations, any life sensations in direct contact with awareness at the top of the head. Notice if they change at all. You can allow awareness to drift towards the back, sides, and front, just around the top of the head. What life is available to awareness in this moment at the top of the head? the head in awareness. Once again, take one long, slow, deep breath in and out while maintaining awareness in its present space. Noticing sensation. We're going to take a brief journey down through the body, allowing awareness to drift and float. Let awareness drift from the top of the head down to the forehead and allow awareness to explore the face. Can you feel your cheeks and your nose? Any sensations? What is life like in this moment in the face? Can you feel the temperature of the room on any part of the face? Direct contact with awareness. Take that awareness and we'll journey around to the back of the neck. Allow it to drift up a little bit into the back of the head. Always noticing sensations. Take a little tour of the ears. Drift down to the throat. Hold it there for a moment. Can you feel any sensations just on the neck at the throat area? If you don't feel anything on any part of the body, you just gently hold awareness there, 
relying on equanimity, accepting whatever arises and passes away. And with the throat in awareness, hold awareness there gently. Sustain that awareness while taking a long, slow, deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. energy arising and passing away on all parts of the body. Now allow awareness to continue its journey. Let's go down into the chest. Let awareness take a little tour over the heart. You might hold it there for a second or two. Notice tension pressure, density. Allow it to drift down into the belly. Take a little tour of the stomach. Awareness making contact with the life in the belly. Sensations, energy, and awareness. Now gently take your awareness and begin it at the belly. Hold your belly in awareness. And then let it drift up to the heart and to the chest. And back up to the throat. And allow it to drift down, kind of like pouring water. Allow it to drift down from the throat, across your left shoulder, down your arm into your hand. Allow awareness to move like that. And explore the arm and the hand, allowing awareness to drift and move. This can be an exploration. What life is in my left hand in this moment? What breath energy is alive and well in the bicep, in the tricep, in the shoulder? What life is arising in this moment? See if you can notice any of your fingers individually. Can you bring awareness into your thumb or your pinky? The palm of your hand.
Gently bring your awareness to the hand and hold it in awareness, the whole hand as an object of concentration. With a sense of grace and ease and gentleness, hold the hand in awareness, in direct contact with sensations. When you can really feel the hand, hold it in awareness and take a long, slow, deep breath in and out. Let's take a brief journey back up. Let's take the awareness up the arm, the forearm, the elbow, noticing any sensations as you pass through, up to the shoulder. And let's allow our awareness to move to the back of the neck. life reveals itself at the back of the neck in this moment. If sensations are not available to awareness, we just hold awareness there and we wait patiently. You can hold your awareness there and breathe, just watching what happens when you breathe and hold awareness on any part of the body. Allow your awareness to drift down. We'll take a tour of the right arm. Gently allowing awareness to roll down. Arm to elbow. Forearm, hand, fingers. The life of the right arm in this moment direct contact with awareness. Sometimes the sensations will be dense, tense, maybe painful. Other times they can be more subtle, feeling like tingling, Any and all sensations can be brought into awareness. We're not trying to create sensations. We're just becoming aware of the sensations that are already there. Increasing our sensitivity through awareness of the life energy that is the body. Take a tour back up from the hand to the arm to the shoulder, taking in all sensations where available.
We rest again at the back of the neck. Hold awareness at the neck, back of the neck, and then take a long, slow, deep breath in. And now a tour of the back in this moment. Allow awareness to drift down easily and effortlessly. Top of the back and the spine. Lots of tension and density in the back. From the upper back to the low back. Move awareness around. See what can be seen through awareness directly. Some parts may be blank or other parts may have all kinds of little sensations. Being comfortable with whatever sensations arise and pass away, not seeking out particular ones or running away from others. Just bringing and accepting awareness to anything that arises and passes away on the body from moment to moment. awareness down to the low back, the base of the spine. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and out. Take a tour of the lower half of the body, bringing our awareness down through the hips. And the butt touching the cushion. Down through the legs. Legs are very dense. Bring the awareness into the left quadricep calf and the foot, legs carrying us day in and day out, what does the breath energy feel like in the legs in this moment? Pressure on the muscles from the chair or the floor? Prominent sensations. The ankle and the toes. The 
can stop at any part on the leg and take a little reprieve. You can hold the ankle in awareness or the foot. Take several breaths there. Watch for change of sensations. As always, the mind may wander. When we become awake and aware to wandering mind, we just come back to the part of the body we last remember being aware of. There's no wrong part of the body to be aware of. When you're done exploring one leg, start at that foot and bring awareness up back through the hips, down the other leg. You might notice differences in sensations. For the last couple minutes, I'm going to invite you to just experiment. With the body as a whole, just bring awareness to the body sitting. And just notice sensations wherever they're at. And allow the awareness to move about. What do you feel in the body? Sitting. Feet and hands, head and face. Allow awareness to move as it's called in this moment. Be curious. Move to an elbow for a few seconds. And maybe go to the tip of the nose or the lips. The whole body alive with sensations. Each breath in, each breath out, body sensations, breath energy, arising and passing away in contact with awareness. Let's bring the awareness back to the top of the head. 
Noticing any sensations there. Is it different than before? Any sensations at the top of the head? And with awareness at the top, the crown of the head, we'll finish up with three long, slow, deep breaths again. And as we breathe, be aware of sensations just at the top of the head. Notice any changes as you breathe. Thank yourself for the practice of today, this evening. I'm going to invite us all to practice this week in this way with body scanning. Experiment with moving awareness throughout the body. So when you're sitting this week, try to spend at least five minutes to 10 minutes every day bringing awareness into the body moving it about, seeing what lights up. Feel free to explore and be creative. And then next week, I would invite us to bring that experience to the group so we can talk about where this makes sense and where this is confusing and what happens in our practice so we can really begin to understand how this works. Keeping in mind... This is one of numerous instructions around scanning. We're just on the very surface of this practice. So just feel free to explore various ways of doing it. There's no wrong way to explore sensations, all kinds of different ways. But see where your heart calls in your practice. But I would invite, invite you to use that as a primary practice for the week. And next week when we come, let's talk more about how this, how this works. And I'll continue to give more instructions around how to deepen this part of the Satipatthana, this first foundation of mindfulness, which is our body through breathing.